Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Nate Thule from Alpha Omega, Alpha Omega Group. So thank you so much, Nate, for being in the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. And prior to this company that um, Nate with Nate is with, right now, Nate, has uh, you provided service for over 11 years in the United States Air Force uh, as a program manager and also a yep. PEO Action Group Chief. SMC development yeah. groups. Yeah, exactly. Uh, aside from these chunks, uh, a chunks information, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started your career? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I, I started off. Uh, you know, I've, I've always had a passion for for aviation, and uh, after after high school, went off to the Air Force Academy for my undergrad, studied economics there, and then started my Air Force career after that. And uh, spent a spent a good um, 10, 11 years active duty. As a, as a program manager, um, taking a brief pause to get uh, a master's degree and mm-hmm. um, and then uh, and actually ended up starting a, a small tech company as well, partnered with um, with one of the Shark Tank investors and kind of going down the entrepreneurial path mm-hmm. to figure out uh, what that. that life is all about. And, um, you know, had a good experience running that company. Um, and then uh, a couple of years ago, came over and joined uh, Alpha Omega Group. And uh, have been have been working with that team to to really build out what we're doing with the company. That's amazing. And what's the main focus of the business right now in terms of like helping your customer? Or what's the yeah, value so, that's been so, created so far? Yeah. So so AOG uh, provides uh, support to the Air Force and Space Force, Navy, and the VA. And um, you know, really, what we serve to be is kind of this continuity of knowledge. We augment the core mm. that's there. Uh, with subject matter expertise across the across the functional areas, from from finance to contracting to cost to budget, and uh, so what we do is we you know we 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 move in and we we place a couple folks here and there on on some of these you know kind of key roles and, and provide mm-hmm. that source of uh, knowledge, expertise, and, and support. And how did you adapt it to, to the change? There, there's no like much change like providing service to United Air Force and then being part of the business, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and this is and this is a, a construct that's gone back for for many years, you know, with, you know, with the stand up of of the Space Force, you know, there's been, a, a, you know, kind of an emergence or a, a surge of, of support needed there. But, you know, the concept of, of providing this type of contracted support uh, goes back, you know, decades. And, um, you know, really, and that and that's kind of the the way that that industry reliance has gone, you know, where mm-hmm. the you know the DoD and and uh, both in the civilian and military side, you know, kind of look to industry to provide subject matter expertise or functional skills that um, you know that work work really symbiotically with the with the with the knowledge base that they have, and um, you know it's and it's and it's a it's a really great you know kind of second uh, second career too after coming off mm-hmm. of active duty and you know the opportunity to then really provide direct support to uh, you know men and women who are still in uniform doing the job that um, a lot of our employees you know kind of previously did um, you know so we have a fair amount of prior military who are you know now now providing that support mm, and that's just uh, amazing to hear like even if you're no longer um, with the uh, actual uh, service but you're still supporting it somehow you're still mm-hmm. part of it and how right. about the challenges? Yeah. Uh, I know you've experienced like a lot, a lot in any other businesses, but what's like yeah. the, the most difficult challenge that you've encountered with this business and how yeah, do you overcome you know. it? 
Yeah, that's a good question. You know, one one of them would be, you know, how do you how do you structure, you know, kind of this combination of of, you know, product delivery or in this case, you know, primarily service delivery, we're providing a skill set. How do you balance that with mm. sort of the the operational performance of the company as itself, you know? And and it, and it can feel kind of like two hats at times where you have to you have to look forward and look at you know what types of skill sets are we providing and and how can we maximize the value we're providing by by finding top talent by placing that talent mm. really well by working closely with our customers and our clients to understand you know what skill sets they really need um, but then in order to do that there, it takes a it takes a high performance from the operations side of the company right from from HR mm. to recruiting to talent management to contract management to to make sure we can't deliver on the value proposition we set out to do, you know? And so it's, it's kind of like to, to move the ball down the field in terms of value delivery, we have to equally move it behind the scenes on, on how that, mm. how we operate as a company. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's never, it's never easy, uh, you know, and, and the part that's, um, I would say uniquely challenging right now is you look at, you look at where you know the Space Force and 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 and, and Navy and, and Air Force are going right now. Mm-hmm. You know, especially there's especially in space. That's a that's a, a, an aspect of this that we work very closely with. Um, you know, there's there's a need for innovation. There's a need for mm-hmm. you know diversity of thought and 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 not only innovation in terms of product and on orbit capability, but innovation in terms of business and you know, future of work and how how business happens, right? Or how, how the mission is supported. And, you know, and so there's kind of a thought leadership aspect to that as well. And so it's kind of this, this, this trio then of value delivery and, and, and understanding the customer points of pain and providing key resources to do that mm-hmm. combined with then making sure from an operations perspective, the company is set up in a way to deliver on that uh, and, and, and deliver on that really efficiently while then stepping into kind of a thought leadership space and help lean forward on that, you know, and lean forward on, um, you know, how can we equip our workforce, our AOG employees with resources and 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 learning artifacts and things they need to to upskill and reskill into the the value they're providing, um, as well as you know what what can we do to help uh, you know help our help our customers you know mm-hmm. look forward and and you know and kind of find new ways to to solve the problems that they have. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And is there like any um, metrics or a KPI that you use, like to, to measure the outcomes of of this work that you're doing? Yeah, you know, so we've got, you know, we've got, you know, kind of the the hard KPIs down, you know, to the bottom line on, you know, what what are we doing from a revenue perspective and an efficiency perspective and, and all of that, you know. And then we track to from a from a contract side, you know, our our ability to provide this value is mm-hmm. is fundamentally dependent upon the nature of the contracts we have. We have to be on contract to provide the support, right? And so we look mm. at, you know, kind of the period of performance and the, and the ROI on those to to know that we have the contract vehicles in place to be able to, you know, put people where they need to be. Um, but then beyond that, you know, the the greatest KPI uh, gets into kind of the the qualitative, the little bit more subjective. And, and that starts to get a lot tougher on, you know, mm. when, when, one of our employees with with an AOG badge, you know, is 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 in a room with with a group of folks. You know, does that does that deliver on on a on a high promise of value? You know, does does that reputation for 
for delivering top talent and top value, um, you know, come forward. And mm. that's, that's harder to gauge, you know, that, that involves a lot of, you know, a lot of working very closely with our customers and, and, and spending time talking to them and, and getting feedback and, um, you know, and then looking at if there ever is any kind of a disconnect, is it a disconnect on, on skill set or is it disconnect on, you know, kind of an understanding of the mission and where does that rely? And, um, you know, and so it, uh, it becomes a very, uh, you know, a very fluid aspect of the company to to kind of manage. But, um, you know, thankfully, you know, for for the entire history of the company, we've been very closely intertwined with, you know, our, mm. our, our clients, and our customers. And, and so we just, you know, we maintain that relationship and um, want to maintain that space as being a trusted partner in this. I totally agree with that. And that's one of like the, the amazing, like, core tenant of the uh, company of AOJ and mm-hmm. in order to like get into that state you need to like constantly um, keep up with, with the trends and development so mm-hmm. how does your company do that yeah yeah so it's interesting so you know it, it, it it's two things so one of them you know is is constantly looking at you know kind of what what forward-looking trends can we see and and that includes hiring really top talent you know we have mm-hmm. we have phenomenal employees who um you know, have had for many of them amazing careers before coming on board with us, and you know, mm-hmm. so they bring with them a wealth of knowledge, and and so part of part of that is is looking at you know what what knowledge is is kind of most most desired at a given time, and and how can we reskill or upskill to that point, and then the other aspect of that is actually you know about a year ago we we set off to develop a, an internal platform uh, we call it mm-hmm. Learning Lab. And uh, it's basically a you know kind of the next generation of of computer based or learning you know, learning through an online platform. And so what this does is it allows us to to both curate and create content. So we can curate mm-hmm. from 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 the web. We can curate content from from you know Federal News Network or HBR or Forbes, and and bring that content in with summaries and kind of key takeaways of you know hey there's something that you know someone in this skill set would would want to know. Um, and then we can also organically create something. So for, for any folks that have, you know, subject knowledge in a given area, they can, they can mm-hmm. contribute to our, our learning lab as well. And then, um, we, you know, we have it, we have it set up in a way then where each user is presented with kind of key takeaways, uh, depending upon how, what, what problems they're trying to solve right now. And, you know, without getting into all the proprietary aspect of that, there's some pretty powerful AI and machine learning going on behind the scenes to enable mm-hmm. that. And, um, you know, and, and, and we developed that really for two reasons, you know, one of them is, you know, we're in the business of providing value to our customers. We're in the business of, of placing individuals in support of the mission. And, and with that comes a very big charge to be a source of knowledge and continuity and, and, you know, kind of high level skill set. And that, that mission we can only deliver upon if we're investing in the knowledge and learning of our workforce, you know, that's critical. Um, you know, especially when the pace of change accelerates and the needs of the the Air Force and Space Force and Navy become so dynamic as they are, you know, mm-hmm. we need to match that by investing in our own knowledge and our own learning to be that source of, you know, kind of continuity of knowledge and expertise. And, um, you know, and so it's meant to be that that kind of a support for our workforce then to to have this available to them. And we're actually in the process of rolling it right out right now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we did 
we did kind of a, a soft launch earlier this year and we're working on populating content into there and, and proving this out. So it's, it's very much a moving concept at, at the moment, but um, you know, once we, once we crack the code on that, this is a capability we want to make available to, to the workforce abroad, to our customers, to the commercial sector, you know, because it's a, it's really, it's a new spin on, on, on what learning can be, you know, and a big reason for that is, you know, learning, learning is, is this incredible place where you can bring in knowledge and synthesize that and then in effect take new action you wouldn't have otherwise you know and and so often you know that gets distilled down to being well i need to get 80 percent on this so i get the certificate to say i did something or you know i need to get this degree to say i did it but the ultimate test of if you learned is if you actually put into action something based upon what you learned right it's the action that's most critical and and so you know what what we set out to do is you know let's let's take a validated learning approach let's take an assumption and hypothesis based approach and and look at how we can elevate learning to be the spot where people upskill and reskill and then put into motion what they're learning you know and and make that as as valuable of a resource as possible you know and so um that's kind of core to what what AOG mm-hmm. uh, can do uh, both from a from a capability as as a, as a capability we can we can make available to the world, um, but as well as a capability we can make available to our own workforce, so that we can uh, we can do right by you know managing and, and helping to to grow the knowledge of our workforce. To again, at the end of the day, it's all about delivering top value to our customers and um, mm. kind of like that trio I was talking about before, right? Of in order to deliver on that frontline value proposition and the and the process there or the, the the proposition that goes with that, there's this behind the scenes investment we need to do, and it's mm. it's a heavy investment in our own workforce so that uh, you know we're we're equipping them with what they need to do really well in, in the jobs they have. It, that's just amazing. I I think that's one of the asset they've company the uh, of of AOG like um the time and effort that you provided in improving the workforce that you got but um other i'm not sure if this is also like applicable to other businesses but my question in here is how do you filter these people how do you get this skilled people that you that you got right now that's a really difficult thing to do in, in building a company like getting the right people but how do you do it yeah yeah it, it is it is really hard and you know part of the reason we are as small as we are, you know, now here, your company has been around for 13 years, we're right around 80 employees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at the growth of that over 13 years, that's, that's quite small, we've, we've stayed quite small. Um, and, and that's been very deliberate, because, you know, you can, you can put out a, a job description and put out an open rack and, and, you know, fill a bunch of seats with a lot of people. And, and that's, that's one way to grow a company. Um, but the approach that that the company has taken since since its inception has been uh, to really kind of handpick key individuals and mm-hmm. and 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 really take the time to to understand the customer need and then understand what skill set would be most value added there and then find the right person and you know and I wish it was as simple as you know putting out a an open job on LinkedIn or or, or Indeed or Monster <laughs> and then. You know, hey, we just go through an interview round, and we can we can fill seats that way. But the mission is is really unique. It's very specific. A lot a lot of time, you know, the skill set the you know the the Air Force or the Space Force or the Navy needs is a very specific skill set. And so, um, often we find that we find that key person through word of mouth, 
through networking, through, you know, understanding who's in this space and, and looking for a different aspect of their career to change or looking for, you know, looking to join a company and, um, you know, and, and kind of one by one, um, finding key talent and, and placing them in, in key positions, you know, and um, looking into the future, that's, that's, that's not only a, a, a key tenant that that has allowed the company to uh, to really build a, 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 a very very knowledgeable and very potent workforce, um, mm. but it's also uh, uniquely challenging to scale that way, you know. And so, um, mm. you know, kind of now looking into the future, it's it's kind of like if you look at if you look at the the level of effort required to to grow that way um, is is a lot higher than. Then you know, kind of taking a more traditional approach to you know opening up a rec- open up a job rec and, and kind of flooding it with applicants. Um, and so you know, there's always kind of this this alignment back to the founding days. And um, our our company founder David Lee uh, started this as a company of one, and mm-hmm. you know, and and from day one he he has set out to to really grow this one person at a time very deliberately mm-hmm. and that's that's ingrained in the culture of the company that's that's part of the dna of mm-hmm. of what aog does and um you know acknowledging that you know we it, it'll definitely slow down how quickly the company can scale in terms of headcount it it comes with the ability to then scale very 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 consistently and very very well in terms of value we can provide you know and so um we'd rather stay small and provide top value than uh than kind of dilute ourselves out the other way around and so um mm. that's that's been the been part of our our company culture from from day 1 and you know now 13 years later it still prevails um as as kind of a key tenant for AOG and i totally agree that it's pretty ingrained uh, to 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 the um to the company this kind of culture that yeah. you got and this also builds help you build a pretty solid structure right so mm-hmm. you're like um really sticking to this values that, the, that you have which is very important in having a business because you know mm-hmm. there are a lot of shiny objects that like coming out every single day all over the internet so you you need yep. to have like a, a strong structure or foundation that you have and this is i believe one of the superpower that your company have sticking to it which is pretty amazing and yeah you know and 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 a lot of it too is if you look at if you look at if you look at value for a minute you know and and you can you can put great value into the world and and that that in and of itself is is goodness but what is almost more powerful is having a method for producing that value so that it's then repeatable and high performing and and so that's where we've really tried to focus of you know getting to the end state and you kind of talk about it as sort of, you know, the journey is more important than the destination. And in this, in this analogy, right, the destination would be the value we're providing. The journey would be how we do that, how we get there. What do we build into our culture to pull that off? And um, it's, it, it, it involves this constant, you know, kind of forward look into kind of this vision and aspirational state, and then pull it back into what next Mm -hmm. steps. And it's this back and forth constantly, right? Because we can't, only focus on on what's being delivered, but we have to focus on the how and the why to make it high performing and repeatable. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it certainly adds a level of complexity. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's also you know what what gets me fired up to do what we do. You know, and um, we we all have within us this ability to lock into you know kind of our our, our highest performing states. You know, and 
And if you, you know, if, if you, if you follow Daniel Pink, he'll have, you know, autonomy, mastery, and purpose as, as kind of what that would be. And there are a lot of variations on, on that approach, but, but it really comes into, you know, do you have the ability to kind of hone in on this sort of North star and then back into what kind of guiding principles will get you to be there. And, um, and, you know, that's, that's the type of thing that can prevail over time. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's been one, one key thing on my mind is, you know, how do you, how do you build something that can be ingrained into the DNA of the company, into the corporate culture that allows you to then have flexibility in the day-to-day that's where your corporate agility can occur. But what doesn't, what doesn't change is the foundation of what you are as a company, what's ingrained in that DNA and that DNA, that corporate culture, that, that unspoken, you know, kind of core element of what we are is what prevails to allow us to then have the agility and the flexibility on the day-to-day to, to be experimental in things. You know, we, um, we have a lot of, a lot of different experimental, you know, kind of capability in, in the works right now coming out of our R and D, um, from from AI to machine learning to this learning platform I talked about to you know even getting mm-hmm. into the quantum cybersecurity space and the innovation accelerator these are all you know emergent capabilities that we're we're working on and maturing and and we can only have the flexibility to take on these new capabilities and this emergent tech um, if our our core DNA prevails and that mm-hmm. kind of provides the foundation to then you know you know, have the flexibility to, to try different things and, and not all of the new tech we're working on will work, you know, certainly things fail and, and using a, a, you know, a lean startup methodology or a validated learning methodology with this build, measure, learn loop, right? We want to build and measure what we can and, and pivot off of what doesn't work. And that requires a high level of agility that, that is supported and, and it is, that is, that is laid upon our, our corporate foundation, you know? And so, um, it's it's the complexity of it all, but one thing mm-hmm. that has been on our on our mission statement since since the founding days of the company is providing simple solutions to complex problems, and and there's a lot of a lot of goodness and a lot of value in what is mm-hmm. very challenging, but in delivering something very a very simple solution, a very simple approach to the complexity that our our customers and our clients have. You know, and um, it's what we've talked about on this call now, right? Of it, it involves mm, yeah. it involves investing in the knowledge and learning of our workforce and and all of that to be able to kind of distill that down into the simplicity that we need. Yeah. It's it's amazing on how you like radiate that energy, like the interest that you have in this matter, like the drive, the enthusiasm, and you're actually right about the simplicity they're like stuff that are very complex but if you totally understand it you can like address it like simply so um mm-hmm. that but that that really short this interview i hope we have more time to discuss a lot about this i know you have like so yeah. much to talk about but um Nate, if anybody wants to connect with you or with your company about thinking working with you partnering with you what is mm-hmm. the best way to do that yeah, you know, so I would say, you know, either either LinkedIn, they can they can reach out to me directly, Nate Tooley. I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. And as far as I know, there's only one person in in the country and maybe even the world with my first and last name combination. So you won't find the wrong one. <laughs> um and then uh, you know, you know, you can also check out our website, alphaogroup.com. And there we, you know, we we try to maintain a, a good indication of you know the work we're doing and and how to get involved. Um and uh, you know, I'm I'm always interested in, in connecting with folks, and and you know, and um, mm-hmm. I, I 
I try my best to keep up with all the the content coming in on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I sometimes fall behind, but I, I will always respond to a message. I will always get to it. <laughs> um, so that'd be, that'd be probably the best way to, to, to connect and, and reach out. Okay, pretty amazing. And I'm pretty glad having you in our show. The information that you provided to us are super insightful. And we can consider these information that you provided to us as liquid gold. So again, appreciate <laughs> your you. time. I appreciate your time uh, attending to our show and hope the best for AOJ. All right. You're awesome, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Have a good one.